0: I think we should actually record an intro to this one. Just basically telling people what we told them at the end of the show when they've already clicked oh, fast.
1: You know what? Okay. I, I'm I'm going to I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take this part that's at the end and move it to the top and the show probably just started with me saying that exact line because i might be lazy to edit it down but that's i i don't, I don't want to get too convoluted we, we
0: can record what, an entirely separate one if you
1: no, want no 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 this is it this is it we're doing this, this is okay. this is this is so authentic. next
0: week's fun podcast next week is the fun podcast this time we get into some real shit uh so if you just listen to this podcast for for me and joey to bullshit around and have fun you know, maybe this one isn't for you. Maybe you're just trying to disconnect from reality and, uh, have a little fun in your life. That'll be next podcast. Cause I have shit tons to say about the patch. I fucking love techies. I don't care who judges me for it. I loved old techies. I love new techies. I love both of them.
1: All right. Like, like cap said, this podcast, a lot of Ukraine, some geopolitics, maybe a little bit of introspection. Uh, also, uh, dead dogs it's 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 like a full marley oh, and Me episode. episode there, there's a war uh, going on um here you go here's the show i i hope you enjoy it see you next week maybe if you don't please raise on spotify though still five stars okay you're right <laughs> if you're gonna click away from the episode because we're giving you this warning about the show just just give us five stars before you uh, before you get back to whatever else you're listening to okay thanks here's the show
0: wow 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 wow
1: Surely if I start the show with that noise, no one will be concerned or weirded out and everything will think. Everyone will be like, that's normal. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, what what, what what podcast started playing? Oh, it's just, it's just sidefalls. It just Cap doing some weird shit with his mouth, which honestly could be the description for the show. Just Cap doing some weird shit with his mouth. I guess it's mostly just talking and talking.
0: Hey, everybody. I'm putting on deodorant right now. I want you guys to know that I'm putting on deodorant right now because I just came from the shower. Because you know, I just came from the pool.
1: You know, I thought to myself, like, I really should shower before I take a podcast, uh, but then, take a podcast, but then I thought, no one's actually gonna smell me, and no one will know that I haven't taken a shower all day, uh, it's probably approaching 24 hours, because, um, I've been, a degenerate. I've been, I don't think I've been this much of a degenerate in a long, long time in my life, Cap, um... You know, Elden Ring came out last Thursday Ah, okay Elden Ring came out last Thursday Uh, We're recording this on Tuesday evening Uh, It hasn't even been out a week And do you want to guess how many hours of playtime I have? I don't I I almost don't want to say it because I'm genuinely embarrassed But I'm doing that thing where if I shame myself Maybe I'll feel better about it
0: If you have less than 60 hours, I'm disappointed in you I have 62 hours (laughs) it's it that th- that's
1: more that's almost ugh, that's like two and a half full days of my life, and the game has only been out for five days.
0: well done half
1: <laughs> half of the time the game has been playable, I've been playing it this weekend, I didn't do anything aside from wake up sit in my computer chair and play the video okay, that's it. It's That's it.
0: And part of the reason... Is it good? I assume it's good.
1: I think it's really good, but I am a giant FromSoft fan, and I think that... Um basically every game they make is phenomenal (laughs) like their hit rate is probably the highest out of anybody even compared to valve i love everything they've done and i think i think that elden ring is genuinely bullshit in a bunch of ways i hate playing it on day one without a guide or a wiki to reference i've actually been editing the wiki myself to like help other people which has felt rewarding i think that's me virtue signaling it's felt really rewarding to do that uh but there's like no good resources to find out a bunch of stuff and it's really frustrating so it's just so much trial and error and searching and i'm not a big fan of exploration for the sake of exploration i just want to like get shit done uh which is hard to do but yeah, 60 60 plus hours um part of the reason i've been allowed to do that is because and part of the reason why we didn't have a podcast last week is uh i joined you and a lot of people in the having covid club
0: yes and uh, you're good now, so I'm I'm happy. I'm happy you're uh, you're healthy again. But uh, how was COVID?
1: Man, I couldn't have had a more different experience than you. I'm g- I'm gonna be honest. I think that um, there's there's a bunch of reasons for that, both scientifical and bullshit. But um, knowing your full experience, I think made me some percentage more anxious about COVID, and mm. getting it. Because I know you'd legitimately had to a very bad time. Yeah. I, on Thursday last week, I thought I was feeling a little like I had a cold, and I'm like, mm, mm-hmm. I, have, I have like some, I have like some post nasal drip. I feel like I'm starting to feel before I get like coldy. And then Friday, I woke up and I'm like, mm, I'm pretty tired. And then I slept until 2 p.m. and I had a very mild fever, and I went, hmm. I probably have COVID, so I went to go get tested, and then I was like, "Hey Joey, you have COVID." I'm like, "Shit!" Um, and then 24 hours later, was fine. <laughs> My symptoms were: uh, I was a little achy. My shoulders were sore for a couple days. Uh, I had a sore throat. Uh, because, like, my sinuses were a little sinusy. Um and, and I had a, a low-grade fever for maybe four hours at some point in time, and that was it.
0: So you didn't have any moments where you were questioning your mortality?
1: No, 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 no. no. I, I wasn't worried about dying. I didn't need uh, ice in a bathtub. <laughs> I wouldn't have described anything as anywhere close to hallucinogenic. Uh, I didn't have to, like, start oh, to no. scribble out a will on my notes app in my phone. I just... <laughs> <laughs> uh I, I i just sat in my room and since i'm with since i'm back living with my parents i also managed to not give them covid which felt like an achievement hey, um hey, good job but but i have been in my room or i i have not gone downstairs more than twice in the last 10 days um and two of those and a couple more times to go get COVID tested so I, I am officially super antsy and also still positive which is annoying because that means that I can't go back to work um, yeah. even though work is all remote but like I can't go be on set like I had to go misdirecting like a Honda commercial which was a bummer um mm. You know what? Let me complain about myself for a little bit longer. It's not like there's anything else that's going on in the world or anything to be concerned about or anything to like let let me let me keep on let let me take the limelight a little bit longer because I have a lot of problems. <laughs> uh.
0: Our yeah. internet connection or probably my internet connection might be a little fucked.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um and, and anybody
0: who's watching Also if you guys can't tell my webcam is pretty fucked, yes. Yeah.
1: Anybody watching the video f- version of the podcast, I just I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry on behalf of Cap's webcam. Um dude I, i'm i'm getting really sick of these uh once in a lifetime events that we've been having in the last uh, couple of years uh but yeah uh i i j- just quickly uh I, I know from the metrics that people listen to the show in ukraine and in c and like nearby areas um hope you're safe
0: true yeah you want to you want you want to make this uh ukraine episode i've got a lot on my mind
1: I can go I can go a long time about a lot of stuff but I don't there there, there was a patch, you're in Dubai there were like on the brink of another world war I had COVID, I had to put my dog down, that's a bummer, sorry everybody, Uh, like a lot of things happened in the last week, and the thing that I want to talk about the least is Primal Beast
0: (laughs) yeah, we can can probably record Another episode uh, to make up for last week's episode that we missed out on. Um, not right now because I've only got time for one episode because I am starving since I've been up since two a.m. and uh, it's now nine a.m. and uh, I'm 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 dying. So I'm gonna only have time for one episode. Do you want Do you want this episode to be the Ukraine episode or do you want this to be the patch? let's in
1: let's uh, you know i i don't think anybody i who's vote listening, ukraine yeah me too i don't think I anyone who's ukraine. listening was like guys okay. i need to know about the patch right now other people have doing that it's already done i think we can talk about that next week and other shit right
0: okay that's that's good because i've been thinking about this since i got up and obviously it's been uh, a a subject for quite some time now but to, to c- conclude our, our previous discussion, though, I just want to say I'm happy that uh, you're you're healthy again. I'm, I'm glad COVID was was uh, not so bad, and I'm very sorry about your dog. I know you how much you you love that dog, dude. Fucking bummer. We talked about him a few times in the podcast. Yeah. Dif- different different dog,
1: actually. It's the it's not the one that I can hold up. It was the Rottweiler. Oh, but, oh. Yeah. <laughs> the the dog that you have seen is actually still alive. The other dog is dead. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dude, really? I'm sorry for
0: that dog, too.
1: I really should a week. I couldn't have. I couldn't go to the vet with the dog because I had COVID. Oh, it whole, no. like, dude, shit. I, 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 big picture, probably will remember the end of February as like one of those moments where you look back on it and you go, like, man, that was a really rough time. And I'm saying it like kind of jovially, but like, there's a reason why I'm playing 60 hours of Elden Ring. and It's because I want to escape yeah. from everything else, right? Like, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's it's been a shit couple of weeks for for me. Um, but. Yeah. Uh, oh, woe is me.
0: <laughs> I mean, everybody, everybody has their own problems. There's always somebody out there who's gonna have a worse problem. So mm-hmm. I think woe is you. I think you had a terrible week, and I'm sorry, buddy.
1: Thank you. That
0: sucks. All right. So uh, for anybody who wants an update on what, uh, like, where I am right now, so I'm currently the reason I'm back to the the TI webcam. Man, this this fucking recording from this laptop is just an ill omen. You know, you sound <laughs> It's a nice. sign of bad things happened. You sound you sound yeah. pretty
1: good. You sound pretty nice. good.
0: Yeah, it's because I always bring that microphone to record. Mm-hmm. So the uh, so I am currently in uh, Dubai. I'm currently in the United Arab Emirates. First time. And uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've transferred through here, obviously, but this is the first time that I have. Uh, uh gotten out of the airport. It's the second time I've been in the Middle East. Um I was in Azerbaijan in 2014 for um one of those national tournaments way back when. That was actually where I met Ellie the first time. Um so, yeah, that was uh so I'm here covering Galaxy Gamers, I think is their name. Uh, basically the company that uh I think their parent company of Nigma Galaxy and Galaxy Racer. Mm-hmm. Um they they put on this tournament and they hired WePlay as production and WePlay hired me and obviously the rest of the the English talent. Um so we're all here. Um if you don't know anything about WePlay, Play, um if you remember the Animager, WePlay is the one who put that on. They're also the one who put on Omega League. Um both of those were in um, Kiev. um the Omega League was out of the Replay Studios and um, obviously the animator was that was in Kiev, right I think yeah. so <laughs> I wasn't there <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I went to Kiev. sometimes I forget where I thought I was in Southeast Asia this morning when I was talking to Gabe I don't know why but I was like yeah the last time I was in Southeast Asia and I was like wait I'm not <laughs> in Southeast Asia right now
1: <laughs> it's okay that's just uh, an American thing we don't know we don't know anything it's fine <laughs>
0: And it's also a testament to like how isolated we are. Like when we go to these countries, we go to an airport and a hotel, like in and, and a stadium. We don't really, depending on the situation, we don't really go out very often. Mm-hmm. And I am not a very adventurous person in that regard. I don't like going out. I don't like being around people. So <laughs> all, all the more reason for me to stay inside my hotel room. But um, yeah, so they're here. Um, we, so we play as a, a Ukrainian company um and we've done several events with them and they are the production company um so about obviously this has been planned out uh, for a bit maybe like a month um which is very short notice for that's anybody That's super short. That's that's super <laughs> yeah.
1: super short.
0: Uh, and that's just a DPC cancellation shit thing, you know, it's basically there's an open gap, somebody's going to run a tournament um, and turns out, Galaxy Racers or whatever wanted to do a tournament, and they hired WePlay to to run it. Because um, I think WePlay was actually thinking about doing their own thing. And I mentioned there were probably some other people, like BTS did their BTS Pro Series during this period yeah. of time. So, yeah, WePlay gets uh, to make
1: money now because uh, if they did their own tournament, like that's a different business venture. But them getting contracted, <laughs> yeah. like like this, is good for them. They're they're mm-hmm. they're making some money here.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, or at least hopefully i've I've heard that the budget might be a bit borked um so yeah the um so it's a weird situation right now because there are um again we play is all ukrainian so there are some um there is very few we play uh people here um mm-hmm. not as many as there normally would be because they literally couldn't get out of their country um but yeah there's um there's some we play employees here and obviously there's some Ukrainian players we actually have a resolution on the talent list who is Ukrainian uh, for those of you guys who don't know and so uh it's it's a very um, weird and tense um atmosphere in some ways from a traditional LAN event because there are people right now who are like being directly affected by this invasion uh, and they're here working this event. So it's, uh, it's a weird time. Th-
1: this is like a lightly tangential production question, which is probably not where my brain should go first, but probably a mm-hmm. testament to how broken I am. Um, wh- what's we play doing for staff if they have like people who couldn't leave because of restrictions? Like, there are they're literally just-
0: going to be some people working remote in Ukraine for this event. While they are like in an area that could be bombed. So I and I'm saying these things to kind of like set the set the tone of like this upcoming conversation, um, because I want people to understand that when we're talking about this, when I'm talking about it, it's it's relatively abstract. But the people that I will be talking about, this is not an abstract conversation. This is something that is very, very real and in their face, um, you know, like uh, there may or may not be the lighting for the uh, the studio shot. The, this is just like a funny side note. The lighting for the, the studio shots, um, it might be really bad. It might be really dark and people are going to be like, why is it so dark? Like, what what, what is this shot? Uh, it's because the the lights are in Ukraine. They could not get them here. Um, that was as of last night. I don't know if they will have managed to solve this problem by the time we go live today. Um, but, yeah, they would need yeah, local it, lights.
1: Like, they, they would need somewhere local to, to go rent lights in, in Dubai, which <laughs> yeah. It,
0: oh. I Yeah.
1: I'm still stuck up, like, I... <clears throat> I know that we're all aware of the current situation and people are like, Oh yeah, it's real. I can see on the news people are affected and hurt, but just to like hear you say like, Oh yeah. You know, people who are working the tournament are like at home and legitimately in danger because of their area. It's, it's just really, uh, it it, it gives me pause, right? Like, like I stand here to go like, Holy shit. Like that's, that's real. And the yep. words almost don't sound real when you say them, right like oh the production people are like in an active war zone it it yep. almost it it it, sound, it 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 sounds fake or or inconsequential but it but it is a true reality without exaggeration, which is just yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's um, it, it's been just a, kind of a, a weird time, you know, because you you get here and I get to see some people that maybe I haven't seen it a bit. most of them I have seen somewhat recently from working the DPC. Um, the, like I, I went out to eat with dinner, Kyle, not long before we both left L.A. to come here. Shiver. Uh, I've obviously seen regularly, Lacoste, same thing. But, you know, it's still nice catching up with people. It's good being able to see the players in person and stuff. Um, and, yeah. and like the atmosphere of most LAN events is pretty jovial um, because of the fact, especially third parties, because there's less on the line for the players. There's less stress going on. Um, so like TI and that sort of thing, it's like, you'll exchange some pleasantries, but you you know, and maybe you'll have a laugh at at some point in time. But a lot of times it's just like they're in the, the, the fucking headspace that this is like a potential life-changing event. So third party is a little bit more relaxed in that regard. Um, so there's, there's this weird feeling of like feeling bad about being happy and making jokes and stuff because of the fact that you know there are other people around you who have like much much greater concerns which is always a possibility but I feel like this is the most like blatant in your face sort of situation you
1: yeah know? right like even I, I, I just referenced it like no more than five minutes ago right like oh woe is me but it, it's, it's different when you think like oh yeah there's like starving kids in a third world country versus mm-hmm. my coworkers' families are in imminent immediate danger there's a lot of questions
0: yeah. 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 So that's uh that's that's kind of the the atmosphere of what's going on. Um the so I'm trying to like I guess I'm trying to do this a little chronologically. Um so we did rehearsal last night um to to check everything up. Um got to see what are two people that maybe I hadn't seen yet. <clears throat> from the WePlay side um, and and talk to them a little bit and stuff like that. <clears throat> but uh, rehearsal was pretty good. But um, that's it, it was, you know, the venue was 10 minutes away. Rehearsal was pretty short, uh, sh- <clears throat> short, and it was pretty easy to go through. Um, but afterwards, the conversation kind of started about um, the the <laughs> news that just broke, which was that Virtus Pro um, is banned from the event. Um, and that was something that was as of last night we didn't actually know where this was going to go exactly um, but yeah it, it was basically um, a situation where um, we play who's a Ukrainian company uh, his Ukrainian employees who their families and, and friends and their country is like literally potentially you know like in danger in every moment uh, every second that they're awake, that's that's probably something that they think about, um, and there is this very very unique situation um, where Virtus Pro, due to the uh, parent company that holds them, ES Force or something like that, um, mm, yep. that that is owned by one of the Russian oligarchs um, that is close to Putin. So there is this very unique power dynamic that you will the average person will never be able to possibly have an effect like that right when we talk about like world news and and big scale and that sort of thing like what could you possibly do to like you know fuck with the president of your country for example you know like what could you do joey to like make biden's day a little worse you know Is is there, like, anything you could really do that isn't, like, obviously extreme border, like, trying to assassinate him or some shit, you know? Like, what can you really do as, as a common person, as just a common man who's, like, doesn't have great economic or political power, you know?
1: I can't even think of anything funny. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, i i made f- I made fun of him because uh, the State of the Union was tonight, and he did a really bad job reading the teleprompter. So in my room, I'm like, huh, huh, "Yeah, I'm a better teleprompter than the president." Go me! Like, like, the- but that doesn't affect him. That doesn't do anything.
0: Yeah, so I, I think just like the, I, I think it's kind of interesting. Just the nature of that situation is incredibly unique, right? Like you, the the um the the common person is never really in a position to uh screw over even in the, the slightest way to to affect uh somebody like a leader like that you know mm-hmm. or a very powerful person um like this oligarch so um so yeah i just i i thought that was kind of an interesting situation but um the, we play pretty much said that, that um they they didn't want to work with vertus pro in any way because of basically what kind of came out um which was that um apparently some of the uh higher ups and some of the people behind uh pro or es force or whatever their their name is um are pro war and um pro putin at least that's that's what the the word is um and it seems like they're like there was that leak on their their Twitter about like one of their social media guys posting about like basically how they're actively uh, trying to like make sure there's no dissenters in the company and that sort of thing. So um, that that kind of word came out, um, and and I think combined with the um, you know wishy washy statements that come out, um, mm-hmm. you know, I think I think that kind of compelled them to some sort of action. Um, and they, as far as I understand, there was basically an option of whether or not um, Pro, the, the players either played without representing Pro, so mm-hmm. they would just show up in like regular clothes and play as just a Russian team, um, or that they would be banned from the event, or that there was potentially some sort of boycott situation, um, which was interesting because if the production company boycotts There pretty much isn't a show, Uh, (laughs) but let's say in some sort of of hypothetical world, let's say they were able to replace the production company last minute, which I don't even know how you could possibly do, but let's say you could, um, then it would fall on the talent to decide whether or not they would boycott as well, Um, which was a brief conversation we probably had, uh, but to be honest, it wasn't really that serious because like it wasn't something you had to treat with a whole lot of weight because ultimately if there's no production company there's no way they could do it the only way they could possibly do it is they would have to run it online they would basically have to have the games go on um in some way i don't know if we play it's responsible for the computers that the players have uh but let's say probably. they're not then they, they would probably but if they're not um, then maybe there's some way that the players could play out and they would have to basically hire online casters and, and that sort of thing. So uh <laughs> in which case we would just uh go home, which uh was a conversation that we, you know, were talking about and they're like, Oh, I guess we would just go home uh as, as early as possible. Um and this is one of those stark reminders about like what what uh how how very real the situation is to some of the people here is that uh, Rezo was there during the rehearsal, and he was there for the conversation. And we said, "Yeah, well, I guess we would just go home." Um, and Rezo said, "I can't go home," you know. Uh, so that 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 was just kind of like one of those, one of those stark reminders of like the yeah. uh, the gravity of the situation for some people.
1: He was hanging out at the Alienware training facility in in uh, in Utrecht. Like I think that there's a couple people who are just uh, uh, we we have friends and competitors and talented people who are just like floating around nomadically at this point.
0: Yeah, shout out to to Liquid for doing that. Liquid basically um, put some um, some effort into trying to secure a, a, a safe place for um, you know any any refugees. Um, I know Rezo was was one of those people um but it's not a situation um that he can actually um he can't actually use that uh i'm not sure if he'd be okay with me saying why exactly but basically he has to go somewhere else um which i think he said he was going to go to bali or something like that um but yeah it's like
1: but like what it's, uh, shout out to
0: liquid for doing that
1: his life right now is just like, well, I need to go find a place to go hang out in while my friends and family are scared and stuck. Like, yeah, Yeah. I can't even begin to fully imagine what kind of uh, mental strife that is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, Um, uh, that happened last night. And then obviously this morning it came out that Virtus pro, um, the tournament organizer decided to ban Virtus Pro, so that the team will not be playing um, at the event. And there is a lot of discussion about that whole thing right now, um, which I'm sure we'll get into. But yeah, that's that is where we're at now. Um,
1: similar in terms of e- e- Es Force holding, um, I. I... I didn't read too far into this, but I did see a Twitter headline. again. I played sixty fucking hours of Belton Ring. I, I saw a Twitter post that uh, <laughs> that that Navi was like breaking off, like funding in cooperation with them, which is um, yes. interesting because they, they uh, that 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 source of funding, which I believe is just an oligarch, like everybody says it is, is. Uh, It's not just VP. It was also Na'vi. I believe they were involved with Gambit. I think for a minute they gave money to Empire. Like, basically most, you know, tier one Russian orgs had some type of funding that was coming in from that way, right?
0: Yeah. 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 So Na'vi, obviously, being a full Ukrainian organization, uh, probably feels a little bit more strongly than the, the, the other orgs. Uh, About this and yeah, they they broke off from ES Force, um, which is a pretty, I think, intense thing to do for any company. Um, There's probably some serious conversations about like the ramifications of that uh, financially for them moving forward. But obviously there are bigger problems in the immediate future. So kind of have to like just put that on the back burner to do we can for right now. So yeah. Uh so that's the situation. Um in yeah, about get... in about few hours we're going to start the show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which will just be the same thing just with a team missing. Um the the composition of yeah. people who are there is is still interesting because I mean I th- there there are Ukrainian and Russian players and people who are, you know, from the region on teams who are there. Um I know like
0: uh yeah like Ch- Chuvash is standing in uh Chuvash I believe is a Russian player um and he is standing in for OG so it's not even like he's uh like mm-hmm. um like a normal part of the team or anything like that he was brought in as a stand in so i think um some of the, the narrative that i've seen around f- kind of like forgets about the fact that there are russian players here and Virtus Pro got option most yeah, of team yeah.
1: spirit, um, uh, yeah, Chuvash. But I mean, M- yeah. Misha was also Russian. Um, I think that's yeah. all about. Yeah, Misha
0: is currently in in I believe Portugal, um, with, at No Tail's place, or at least in Portugal. And um, and yeah, there was a visa situation basically that he couldn't. Um, they 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 they're trying to like redo the visa, and it wouldn't really be. A great idea for him to go back right now so yeah they're trying to so you can't really go anywhere i think it's the situation He can't really leave the country until they fix this visa situation for him
1: yeah i think it's uh the the, the two ukrainian players at the event are rno and yotaro um did i say korean yeah. uh <laughs> ukrainian
0: <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, so yeah, I think because some of that was lost, it, like the fact that like there are a lot of people up in arms about like not panning Russian players and stuff, but there are Russian players competing in this tournament. um, virtus Pro was um was isolated for a, a pretty specific reason, and i don't I don't really think there was any ill will towards the the virtus pro team, um the players themselves. but um, there, There is an active, ongoing conversation, uh, it seems like, on the internet in general about, like, uh, not affecting, like, regular Russian people um, because it's not their fault. But at the same time, how do you do anything to affect uh, a leader of a country without affecting its people?
1: Yeah. You know? I'm, like, almost anxious to just go too off the cuff on my own thoughts not because i'm worried about getting myself in trouble just because i don't want to sound like an idiot um mm-hmm. but but yeah ultimately like i, I understand not wanting to, pun- to to punish specific people who truly like they the uh, i'm assuming most of these dota players are probably holistically ignorant to politics because of their demographic and because of their job um I think that there probably are some, but they're probably yeah, they're teenagers
0: outliers. who just want to play Dota, you know, like the, that's that's all the, the, the biggest problems that they should have right now is like concern about how much money they're going to make at this tournament and, and how high of a placement, how successful their competition in a video game is going to go. And like girls and shit like that, like that should be the, the height of their 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 problems, you know? Yeah. and, um, and
1: But but I, I, I think that like if to to affect change probably one of the most immediate things to do is probably having the Russian people be the ones who, you know, very bravely take a stand. Like, I mean I know that you can't really protest in Russia, you will get arrested. But like, you know, it's it's yeah. uh I, I think that that um a lot of that populace is probably in a really shit situation. Um yep. and they yep probably need to try and create some kind of internal change in order to create a more effective external change. And if that means inconveniencing some people, then, well, I hope you're inconvenienced and you understand that it's not the world who's out to get you. It's your government that is harming you. And the the repercussions from other people are, you know, you're you're getting caught in a drive-by, but it's not necessarily just we play and it's not the tournament event or it's not a talent or what have you. It's, it's the fact that, you know, you're there, um, which is so fraught. I, I can, I can talk myself in circles in that conversation because they probably, you know, they were born there. They didn't choose a bunch of stuff there, you know, situation shit. It, it, it's hard. It's hard to not acknowledge that, yeah. that, that there's a lot of people who are just in a holistically shitty situation, but, um, your country's the one who started a war. Uh so I think some of that burden lies on you more than others.
0: Yeah, I mean I think um like I think the that in some ways I, I feel like um I I really don't blame anybody. I mean like for, so America, for example, does a bunch of shitty things and um and I'll be honest. I've never been to a protest. Uh I, I've never done that. Uh, and I am free to do that. I, there is no real endangerment of me being imprisoned or anything like that. Um, and I've never been to a, a protest of that regard, so I don't really blame anybody for for not doing something like that. Um, you know, when the, the stakes are higher, mm-hmm. especially. Um, but at the same time, I do do hope that, like specifically Virtus Pro, I do hope the players are understanding that this is not something that is intentionally like trying to harm them specifically they're just um they're they're the unfortunate byproduct of trying to get to their their boss down the line you know
1: which is hard so. because i'm sure that they like m- hopefully they they can you know take a step back and like see that big picture but it's i i'm sure that they're probably not super stoked yeah you know and i'm sure no that doubt. they could be upset no um and, and maybe a slight sliver that is warranted, but, like, fuck, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I don't know what's what's going on with them exactly. I um, guess I'll learn more as the day goes on, because um, I haven't really talked to anybody else. I've only talked to, to Gabe this... I only talked to Lyrical this morning, because uh, we went went to the pool together, mm-hmm. since we've both been uh, working out, so we we're both sore, so we both went to the pool and hot tub and stuff. We had a nice long conversation about some of these things but i ever really caught up with the rest of the news of anything else that's going on so by the time this releases i'm sure there will be some more stuff than is uh this is all fresh up the presses down. you
1: know like like the reddit yeah. thread is like an hour old that's talking about this this is all i should get this out man we got to be timely we're basically npr up in this shit um can, uh, something related but not 100 percent related um how did you find out uh that that uh russia started an offensive because I, um, I got a, a push notification on my phone for a Discord server that I'm in that um, is for a TV tracking website. That, that i used no, to like no. it, it's basically like Letterbox. people who know what that is I, mm-hmm. I i use i use a tv and anime tracking website and i'm on their discord i'm a supporter i really like their product and i got a push like in the announcement chill out everyone that said hey because uh because russia started uh bombing and invading ukraine we are cutting off access to the entire russia part of the server and removing access and that's how i learned that a war started which just feels really <laughs> bizarre to me that 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 my TV tracking website Discord, you know, less than twenty mm-hmm. minutes after bombing, <laughs> it, it's while I'm playing a video game is like, oh, holy shit! Like like I stood up and I'm just like, oh my, oh my, th- this is real, this is this is real. Um, I just think it's interesting uh, how, we, I don't how we actually remember. Movies.
0: I feel like I probably learned of it through a traditional media, um, probably the internet, maybe Reddit specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. Actually, it might have been Twitter, to be perfectly honest, because um, obviously there are a lot of Ukrainian um, Ukrainian talent and in production in, um, in eSports, so, uh, and I follow a number of them on Twitter and stuff like that. Um, Mm -hmm. That is something that there's just been a a general feeling of of hopelessness um, uh, uh, or hopelessness, not hopelessness, helplessness, Um, as as in like I I want to be able to help the people that I consider friends and colleagues, but I don't really know how to do that in the best way um, Mm -hmm. because, um, you know, it's like so basically what I did is I contacted a number of them. i dm them on twitter um and stuff like that so i've just kind of been checking up on them but i also like don't want to overdo it um in a way so it's kind of uh that's that's just kind of like what i've done specifically um but like you know what is that it's it's, it's nothing it takes takes five seconds out of my day you know um and there's there's a lot of people that like i really like and and i care about um you know that um you know this this situation just sucks for them and i don't really know what to do to to be there and help them you know.
1: is it weird for you knowing that you were in kiev like multiple times last year and now you're like seeing pictures of the city yeah. that like you mm-hmm. were walking in like literally less than a year ago
0: yeah, I saw um, recently I saw um, a picture of uh, tanks at the old star ladder arena, which I've obviously been to multiple, multiple times. I remember one time I spent like an extra week there in Kyiv um, because I was like between events. I, I've, for, I, for some reason, I think like I, I remember I stayed there and I was like the only person who stayed there. Um, and I seem to think it was probably because I was going to some other event like Sheever and Owen probably just went home, but I didn't want to go back to the States. So I think I stayed there for like four or five days, just at a hotel, um, nearby the, the arena. Um, and I remember like every day I'd go out and like have dinner, um, at like this little restaurant, um, and just kind of like, you know, sit there and read and do a little people watching and just kind of like chill out. It was summer. It was really nice. Um, Kiev is really nice. Na- Kiev is a little bit like, um, it's like uh, maybe like um, England or the Pacific Northwest, I feel like when it comes to summer. Traditionally, kind of a cold, dreary place, but you get the, the right couple of months in summer. Very, very nice. Um, yeah, and I just remember, you know, like I'd go to the mall and stuff like that. I basically just found things to do while I was there. Uh, and so I thought about that that quite a bit um because you know now those places are literally bombed and and um you know yeah it's messy so it is it is uh, a bit weird and uh i i look forward to the time where i will be able to return to kiev as a result I'll, I'll place place more value on that then because that's just like a hub of esports, you know that has mm-hmm. been continual like star ladder was a big 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 um part of the dota 2 scene while it was developing right it was like one of the only LAN events that you would get around the year with star ladder would would um routinely do um one two LAN events when there was maybe like less than 10 the entire year maybe even less than five um you know there was always star letter they were the they were the evergreen you know they were always there always doing events
1: all stop um, all year, all year it's,
0: long it's, yeah yeah and then in later years of dota like we play has become a big factor and stuff like that so yeah
1: uh, i i look forward to a day where i can go visit the city and then be like this is wild um but but yeah. until that day comes, I just, you know, I, I, I set it up top and at the, at the risk of repeating myself. Like, I, we have analytics for the show. We know people listen all over the world. We know that people listen in Ukraine, let alone Kiev, let alone, you know, smaller parts of Ukraine. And it's not a ton of people, but I'm under the assumption that people are going to listen to this and us right now and be there yeah. and not feel safe. And I just wish you nothing but the best and safety and hope that um you know we're probably not providing much reprieve <laughs> reprieve <laughs> right now from the yeah. current situation yeah but i'm sorry about that uh but uh, but um uh, i uh, genuinely I, I, I hope you're okay
0: yeah hopefully the next podcast will be a little bit more fun and maybe more of a an escape that's um kind of like that, that is one of the things that um, I was actually talking to the slacks about this this morning. I was telling him basically some other thing I just told you. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like the, 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 like just general feeling of guilt um, of being around, um, you know, people are going through this situation while not having to experience that it yourself, you know? Um, and he gave me really good advice. He's a good friend. He's, he told me that um, he said that, you know, like, just, just um, you know, you might feel guilty about it, but be happy, be fun, be, um, you know, make jokes and stuff, and, and just try and be there for them in that regard, you know? Just try and be... Because, um, you know, it, it does help um, whenever you're going through shitty situations um, to to have people give you some bright light during your day, you know, something small, so... Uh, I, I, that was that was really good advice and made me kind of like rethink um that situation and I guess there's never been a situation where I felt more strongly about my job and like what I provide um and like like I've always kind of felt that um I don't really need to have like some some great uh I don't I don't really feel like I need to do a whole lot um to to affect the world and like I don't I don't really have um, this great desire of, like, I need to do greater, bigger things. I think just living my life and making the people around me happy is good. Um, and I think that this job, like, this specific event where I can go and uh, talk about some Dota and hopefully entertain some people and, um, you know, hopefully give some people a little bit of a escape from what they're going through. Um, you know, that's, that's probably the the only time I've, like really thought about that part of my job and like this you know it's it's weird it's a weird like thing you know because it's like the the you want to be serious and you want to think about these things you want to treat them with uh, the seriousness and sincerity that they deserve but at Mm -hmm. the same time like maybe it's more helpful to people just uh to be able to you know help them think about something else for a while so
1: it it is also, I think, selfishly, one of the more gratifying parts of doing anything in entertainment. Um, yeah, yeah, um, because I think there is a lot of value in it, um just just to help people. Like I'm, you know, i, I I'm coming back to it, but uh, i'm I'm very grateful for the team at fromsoft. it's it's silly, mm-hmm. right? You know, they they made a good video game as a business that's also art. but like it's made. It's given me a way to, like, make my week Better and try and reset mm. myself. People watching the Dota event, regardless of what part in the world who they're they're in, like are going to watch that and and for a moment they're going to be thinking about uh, Team Nigma versus Team Nigma and hope that no one says the names wrong as they face each other in groups, right? And they're not going to be worried about the state of the world. That yeah. like you I'm know
0: calling them NGX and NGXC. That's, <laughs> what, that's what I'm calling them.
1: <laughs> and, and you know e- even like like a much smaller. Experience, like I mean right now people are listening to this like at the gym in their car at home playing a game of dota and like you know we're we're hopefully providing just like a modicum of uh of of of, of that and um you know it it it, it selfishly it, it is a little bit rewarding to 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 feel like you might be able to help a little bit even if that that bit feels you know not as consequential as other things um
0: yeah it's, it, it definitely i think helps me feel less guilty about it I'm just like this is kind of my place. This is kind of what I'm supposed to do in that regard. There is something that I, that I do kind of want to get into, um, Mm -hmm. which is the, some of the conversations that I've seen on Reddit and stuff like that, especially on like social media platforms. Yeah. There's uh, I kind of want to get into that a little bit. So if you got anything else to say, go for it.
1: Um, let's be, before we hit there and maybe it'll, it'll, it'll segue nicely. Um, I, I don't think we said this earlier but as I do scroll down Reddit BTS did also discontinue uh, their partnership yeah. with, with, with D2CL uh, which people yeah. were like asking for because um, uh, uh, EES Force is owning Epicenter also um, I know that there mm-hmm. was like a, like a, like a T governor tweet that people were talking about a lot. <laughs> yep, it, it looks yep. like to similar effect of like, Hey, let, let's not, you know, be, be supporting this, this company because of oligarchs. Um, and, and then I think that it, that it folds in nicely. It's nice to see like, you know, it, it, it's not just like an isolated stance about VP at this tournament. There's more of a broader overarching, like, Hey, what can we do to either try and, be morally correct here or impose some type of control where we have it um so so yeah. it is um and, and it's not just dota too like there's other there's other uh you know blasts and working with certain teams or events or holding things places like there, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of yep. a, a bunch of different games that, that our industry is experiencing like how, how how do we how do we work with this um and and, and everything to me so far feels correct and it's nice to see that we're not just being agnostic because I, I, I think the approach of being agnostic and being like, oh, well, you know, they're just companies or they're just players isn't necessarily correct.
0: Um, yeah, well- we could have done that. Ooh, the, the days we could have done that in esports are long gone um, because now the it's a big enough industry that the uh, the the bigger players uh, have their, their tentacles all through. Esports, you know, Mm -hmm. we talked about this last time with um, ESL and DreamHack and the public investment fund in Saudi Arabia and currently in the United Arab Emirates and the biggest city uh, that they have in Dubai um, where we're about to run an event. So it kind of leads into some very obvious whataboutism um, I've seen quite a lot of. i think the the most recent bit that i probably saw was the t governor tweet and then also um kyle just put out a tweet um about his thoughts on ukraine in this situation um which i gave him a little bit of feedback when i read it um and i think there's um, a blog
1: i i i need
0: need email updates for kyle blogs. these 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 are fun Yeah, so he basically talks about um some of his thoughts uh on the situation and I think he tries to. Uh cuz you know, Kyle Kyle is somebody who is Kyle's is a crusader. Um he's somebody who feels very strongly about things and very strongly about events and he will make stands um as we've seen, you know, through throughout his uh, his uh career is talent uh, and a player that he is somebody who is more likely to step out and um, and say things and take a stand on things. And obviously, he has a lot of thoughts about this as somebody who, um, you know, lived in in Kyiv for probably about two years, works, um, works with WePlay. And, um, you know, just somebody involved in in uh, Dota, which is very, very tied to the Eastern European and Russian scenes. So that's like a big part of Dota 2's history. So. Uh, he had a lot of things to say on it. Um but he he basically what I what I appreciate about it was um the humility that he came at it with um in some ways and basically he kind of got ahead of some of the, the whataboutism and basically said that, you know, like I, I was wrong in the past and like I should have been paying more attention and I'll be as as active and vocal um with, you know, future situations as um as I'm currently being about this. Um which I didn't hundred percent agree with, um, and and I guess I kind of wanted to get into my thoughts of like why I don't a hundred percent agree with that, um, because I think that is that is one way to try and combat um, people coming at you about like you know the again whataboutism um or just in general concern about uh, other world events and other military actions and the. Uh, potential for hypocrisy um, and things like that. It's a general trend that um, we've talked about. Uh, I talked, I had a long conversation with Blitz about this on our last podcast about um, just like the internet culture in general Mm -hmm. um, and, and people um, sort of tackling um, anybody who tries to stand up and have a say on, on any of these things. Um, And, it it, it it bothers me because uh, I actually don't the so what I, I told Kyle was basically that like I, I personally would never like basically ask people to hold me accountable for every single like military action or every single injustice in the world. Uh, in fact, it's kind of like, you know what it is? It's kind of like that uh, people basically um, I, I, I've never thought about this term before, but concern trolling. Uh, I've never really like thought about that concept a whole lot. What would um, that be
1: like? But, like, what's an example? Or like, uh, concern I'm, I'm like...
0: trolling is is basically people trying to dismantle an argument um, or a stance that you have by a combination of like, what aboutism, uh, where basically it's like, oh, you care about this, but like you, you don't care about like all these other injustices. Like, what about this whole thing that's currently going on? It's basically a way to kind of like redirect the the your your stance on something and try and pull you down in some way and try and break you down and be like ah you're not as moral as you think you are um because like i'm you know i'm a good person i'm really concerned about this thing you don't probably don't even know about that thing sort of it's it's um and i I thought about it it's like it's like that um it's like that that meme of um like (laughs) Like the, oh, you care about, like, oh, you care about human rights? Name every single human rights violation currently going on, you know? It's like, oh, you, you say you care about human rights? Well, tell me about all the injustice Name every injustice that's happening in the world, you know? Um, that's, that's kind of the way that, that some people treat it. Um, I, you know, it's a meme, but I feel like some people actually treat it that way. Um, and it bothers me because I, I think that it is perfectly reasonable for um, people to be more attached um. Basically, like, w- w- just know that, like, anybody who's listening to this and, and dis- disagrees with anything I say, I understand that I am compromised. I always will be compromised. There is no way for me not to be compromised. Um, I'm not actually. People say it's hypocrisy. I don't even. I, I feel like hypocrisy in some ways has lost um some of its definition some of its its uh its character of of the term because um in in our like such an interconnected global society um there is no getting away from the the evils of the world there is always somebody uh, somewhere doing something evil and you could be doing something to help stop it mm-hmm. um and we talked about that a that bunch is,
1: you know yeah
0: and whether that's world events or like just in general that that isn't actually connected to you quite as much, or it, it, you know, but you have the, the, the you have the capacity to help them in some way, or at least you maybe have uh, the the resources to be able to do so in some way. Uh, I, I say resources, not capacity, because I don't think necessarily everybody has the capacity. In fact, I would say most people do not have the capacity to care about every single world event, uh, and every single tragedy, and every single human rights violation the same intense way that they care about whatever affects them most, you know? So for Kyle, it's obviously the Ukraine situation, probably. For me, it's probably the Ukraine situation as well. Um, And and I will admit, there's no way I can possibly care about other injustices that people will will bring up all the time um, as much as I care about this. Uh, And I will cop to that. I will cop to the fact that I am compromised as a human being, but I think we're all compromised in that regard. And I don't think that that um, the, the I don't think pointing that out and tearing down people's stances is doing anything good for the world. Um, I think that people try and, uh, when people try and do good things, um, and I say good things because I feel like this is a situation that for a for a world event. This is probably as close to a black and white situation as we're ever it's going to
1: pretty get. cut and dry. Like,
0: uh, like, it feels pretty. Like as, as long as I'm not telling you you guys, like, ah, fuck all Russia. You know, like, fuck all Russians. Like, what the fuck are you guys like? If, if, if I show that I'm able to sympathize with the fact that, like, I sympathize with the fact that the Russian people, like, that, that you could potentially end up in jail or worse if you protest. And like, I, I totally they're living understand under propaganda
1: that. machines. They're, they're, there's there. Yeah. There's a giant regime. There's a, yeah, like absolutely.
0: <laughs> Big yeah, problem. Totally understand that. But like, you know, being able to say like, I support Ukraine. And like, if you can't even say that without somebody coming back at you about something, then like, what can you make a stance for ever? And all and all that's all, all that's happening um, is is and I, and I know in, in some sense like that, that some of this is just trolls or people who just like just want to feel right. They, they want to they morally validate themselves. They want to feel like they're a better person than other people or they just want to tear people down or maybe they're quite literally Russian trolls, you know, um, and I, I don't know what I'm talking about that, but um, I think there are some people absolutely who who feel more authentically about this. Um, when they respond to these sort of things, and I guess I just like want to ask, like, do you think you're making the world a better place when you do that? Uh, because I think all you're doing is kind of pushing people to never have a stance and never and, and just be more and more lethargic about anything, right? Because if you ever make a stance and you're torn down uh, and basically saying, well, you're you know you're, you're some percent
1: good you're you're not a hundred percent good you're only some yeah, you're, not, you're not less perfect. than a hundred good and yeah the, like i like i think what you know what, what people are saying in the obvious parallel to to current situation is like hey everybody we're really mad at russia they're doing a war but some of you are in dubai which is doing a maybe genocide yeah and then it's like uh okay you're not wrong but also this isn't an apples and apples argument and yes there are some moral quandaries with it but if you look at the grand scheme of like w- is and is not okay um to compare the two things is a, is a shade disingenuous and the idea of yeah. you attacking you you attacking kyle or anybody who's talent in dubai or anybody who was in the uae is like, hold on, wait. So because so because they're they're doing the job there, they can no longer have any stance on any other political or worldly issues because they aren't uh, Mother Teresa or something. Like, uh, and and uh, what, what what you're saying really strikes a chord with me in the sense of like you know, I it's impossible to dissect why we as humans like tear each other down you, you I mean I see you obviously see it much more pro- prolifically on the internet through trolling whether it be you know genuine or disingenuous but it's like why are people finding the need to come to these places and being like hey Kyle uh interesting points fuck you you're in Dubai uh go die in a fire um I know that's not actually what they're saying but like you know it's 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 just why I, d- I don't understand why, <laughs> which is an well, impossible I think, question. I think,
0: um, a majority, um, I think a large majority. I think a large majority don't actually care and just want to tear you down. But I do think that there is a minority of people who are like generally concerned about an issue and they wish that issue would be highlighted more, and they um, they want you to highlight it more, and maybe in their frustration um you know one you know they they don't come across in the best way um and and they attack you rather than trying to get you to be an ally for some other thing um but yeah i think it's um it's just it's just a general problem with our culture and i think it's 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 a very very bad sign of like where where we can go because we're basically disincentivizing people from like caring and 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 trying to do anything good You know, like if I if I go and like I've I've wanted to do this for a bit, like um, I want to start volunteering um, to do something that, uh, you know, like I want to do some fucking, you know, plant trees shit. Right. Uh, Go build, go build
1: houses, you know, go, you know.
0: Yeah. And if I if if I I can't I can't do that in some way in some people's minds, uh, because I will also actively be using an airplane uh, to to, uh, you know travel to these places and that is obvious pollution and adding to global warming. And that's, you know, that sort of thing. Right. I can't do this good thing because it's being offset by the world that we live in. And for me to do my, my regular, like live my regular life, basically I, I, there are certain moral compromises. I take every single time just living and breathing and, and, and doing just normal things, you know? Uh, so it's um, Blitz and I talked about this a bit, um, and he he shared with me um, something that I'm going to reiterate on this podcast. Um, it's called the the Copenhagen interpretation of ethics. Um, if you Google that, it'll come up with the blog. Um, and I thought that blog was this is, was really nice.
1: This is what you guys were talking about when I was uh, choking on my dental implant. Sorry. Go ahead. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that I feel the trauma bubbling back up. But but please. <laughs>
0: Joyce, like quite literally trying to stay alive <laughs> with somebody who would ethics their way into getting this piece of shit out of my throat and I could breathe. Uh, so it's uh, so yeah. Um, if you guys if you guys are interested, um, I would highly suggest reading that that um, that blog. I, I think it was really interesting. I can't actually pull it up right now uh, because certain things are are blocked on this Wi-Fi connection, uh, such as porn
1: how'd you find that out been able
0: to, i haven't been uh you, you know uh, just uh, randomly i was doing a, a, a scholarly article on uh nudity and uh turns out that uh
1: <laughs> sorry
0: go on so yeah uh but yeah uh just to like briefly summarize basically the copenhagen uh Interpretation of ethics. um, It it comes down to the the conclusion of this basically was that like um, people treat that if you are ever um, in a situation um, where you can recognize a problem um, or maybe even interact with that problem, you are now morally accountable for that, right? Um, And in some ways, it does make sense. Um, It makes sense in like a, a a more primitive tribal version of. Of humans, where like if you walk a- a- along the river and you see somebody drowning, you know uh, y- you do have some moral obligation to like try and help them or save them, right? Like y- you would, you are morally accountable for that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, like there are basically people drowning in that instant. There, are, there, are, that is happening all over the world. There are people constantly drowning. Um, And we, because of the interconnected nature of society and the the, the free information that's available on the internet, we have access to all of those things all the time, which means we are constantly somewhat morally accountable for all of these things, all of these atrocities we can find out about um, and therefore be um, accountable to them. Um, And that's how people basically treat it, right? We We treat the same way of, of like that person and seeing that person drowning in person, we treat that kind of the same way, um, of, of some of these, these situations where, you know, like, you know, about some situation that's going on and you could affect it in some way and and some people take that opportunity to be able to, to shame you for not basically doing more. Um, but the, the conclusion of the the blog basically comes down to, um, you know, what, what, what if being aware of a problem um doesn't necessarily like what if being aware of it in some way doesn't necessarily make it worse what if you trying to do maybe even trying to help the situation in a small way uh, but not giving everything you can what if that's good enough um and if everybody thought that way then the world would be a much better place because we would all be more incentivized to just do the little things that we can for the situations that we see, um, and instead of being, uh, feeling like we have to do all or nothing, you know, and that's what so many people do. People do nothing because, you know, if you can't seriously affect, uh, like you can't have a serious effect on some change or you could always do more Then what's the point of doing anything at all. You know, if you could always do more, like, why aren't you doing more Then so many people will just uh, naturally sit back and, and be like, well, I'm not going to get involved at all. Um, and that's that's obviously not a good place for our society to lead. Right. I think we should be OK with people doing what they can, where they can, where they see problems. Um, and we should applaud people for for trying to do the, like even if you think they they could do more and stuff like that. You know, applauding them for the, the, the things that they do and trying to get them to do more of it in a positive light. Um, you know, like you, you you support them in what the five dollars that they give when you know they make a hundred grand, you know, maybe they're going to give more five dollars in the future. So um, I think more people should should be aware of this concept and think about the idea of like, what what is actually going on when you try and shame people uh, because you feel like if you're in that situation, oh, if I was them, I would do so much more. I would be so much cleaner. I wouldn't do all those things. But again, we're all compromised, or we, no, unless, unless you know, there's some guy living out in a shack somewhere, uh, you know, who who uh, makes his own food Are and you? doesn't interact with the industrial society in any way. You know, like we're all culpable of some mess.
1: Yeah. Oh, you really hate society, right? Well, time to go participate in society. Um...
0: Yeah, like I, I told Kyle, it's like all right. Well, you- like if you really want people to hold you accountable, like you're gonna have to revoke your your American citizenship ASAP. <laughs> like <laughs> you're gonna have to start becoming a citizen of some some small little country that does not interact on the world stage because you know uh, basically any big country that you move to, you you are Therefore being held accountable for whatever whatever things your country does as a result.
1: Um We just did a pretty heavy hour. Uh thanks for sticking with us. I wanna I wanna extend it just a little bit more because I think what you're saying is really interesting in the context of um Dota. Uh because, you know, uh I I, I thought it was really interesting after all that came out about it to see Weha finally join Alliance. Officially yeah. And for real. Yeah. And I think that that's, you yeah. know, very much analogous to a lot of what we're talking about. Um, he, as a professional, have made a compromise that apparently was very public. They didn't want to make about working with someone who uh betting spot who has a betting sponsor which is um sacrilegious to him and for a while it looked like he wasn't going to commit to any of that but eventually somewhere there was a compromise on morals and principles to some degree to allow him to say yes and join that team based on what we know mm-hmm. right so yeah. you know that, that that's a person having to deal with some kind of you know uh spectrum of their own personal morality And I'm sure if you open up the Reddit threads, there's probably people tearing Weehaw down for being hypocritical. There's probably people defending Weehaw for a situation. There's probably people who are making really good points about the reality of a complex morality. Um, But if I were to, like, sum up a lot of what you said and put it in just an overly simplistic way, it's like, for me i'm getting more and more tired of the meta of tearing people down yeah like just across the board in all facets of everything which we see a microscope on in the internet in the comments on twitter um Mm -hmm it's i i i we're collectively going through what the history books will probably see is like a kind of a garbage time for humanity i think um yeah. and we just keep on tearing each other down and i am really optimistic uh about the younger generation about people who are younger than us about the gen z's and alphas if you want to refer to them about that for being a little more woke and a little bit more growing up with the internet and more culture but it's um it's becoming more and more of a bummer for me to see it uh day after day it, it, it's very it's just it's it's exhausting to witness it secondhand, and it makes me want to disengage from twitter threads and reddit comments because i've been disengaging from yeah. that stuff in, in my life off the internet I think that like I've curated a lot of that away from myself by picking friends and choosing different people and putting myself in specific situations be it like work or otherwise um, but but it, it, it's very prevalent online um, and, I, and I don't want to be preachy about it because I feel like I already am yeah. uh, but but I, I that, that's what it comes that's what I think it, it really distills down to for me is is, is there's just so much tearing each other down it's like why
0: (laughs) yeah yeah no i think that was uh i think that was a nice comparison because i think i think people are a lot more forgiving of uh they they gave weha a lot more room um because you know he tried to make a stance and maybe i don't know exactly what his situation is going to be with alliance um maybe he's just not going to have the betting sponsor um on his jersey they're probably paying Um,
1: his salary though just just, you know devil's advocate that a little bit yeah yeah yes
0: yes exactly yes so you're 100% right that he's going to have to it's like there is some sort of uh, 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 break with his morality that he had to make there Um, we just don't know how big or small but um, and I think people were nor
1: should we have to by the way (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's
0: true like I I think it's good enough to just uh, applaud Weha for um, you know setting out to to, um, do something that he felt was right um and maybe he didn't succeed but he tried it's more than anybody else you know i i haven't seen anybody else shut down betting sponsors like i personally have no uh, uh moral problem with with betting i have a problem obviously with shady betting sponsors and nft garbage that's going around and all like basically all the scams that are in esports um but like even then I still work events that involve those people cuz they're fucking everywhere you know Mad. so
1: um i think that was a good chunk of time when we're back yeah. next let's go ahead uh and 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 queue up next time if 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 you're someone uh, if, 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 and people probably clicked away. O- only people who are really committed are still listening. To this thing entire now. Um, thank That's you, true. thank you. Sorry if any of that felt a little bit preachy. Definitely frustrated. Definitely hope that that you're okay. If if you're affected indirectly or or, or directly um next week uh we can we can talk about uh, dota patches and new heroes and uh, dpc winners and how this tournament went and and all on all that fun stuff and like really just give you like a big old invection of dota into the veins um but the thumbnail for this one is probably going to be like a ukrainian flag or like some clickbait about vp or something